imponderables. Webster defines them as concepts incapable of being apprehended by the mind. Those facts of everyday life that when you stop and think about them, simply don't make sense. You scratch your head and try as you might to reason it out, but nope. Welcome to Sincerely Yours with Ann Maines, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Hear new episodes every weekday and subscribe to our podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. I once heard a comedian lament over these statements such as, why is it whether you sit up or sit down, the result is exactly the same? Or shouldn't there be a shorter word for monosyllabic? Or why is it phonetic spelled the way it sounds? Or why is it called after dark when it's really after light? Have you ever imagined a world with no hypothetical situations? And finally, if you try to fail, but succeed, which have you done? Yes, some queries simply fall under the category of imponderable. And as we are looking into God's Word, we find one major fact that is truly the most imponderable of all. It's found in the second chapter of Ephesians, beginning with verse 4. God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so very much, that even while we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. God saved you by His special favor when you believed. It is a gift from God. A gift from God. It's like the story of a large family nearing the end of a long, hot trip. The children had been buckled into the car for hours and were antsy to get home. The air was filled with complaining and bickering, most of which came from the lips of the nine-year-old son. Finally, in order to give the children something to look forward to, the father told his family, What do you say when we get home, you guys can run through the sprinkler and we'll all have some ice cream? That brought immediate cheers from the kids. But the father wasn't finished. However, he said, anyone who continues to complain will have to spend the first 30 minutes in their room. And at this, the children all went silent. All that is except for the nine-year-old son. Not five minutes down the road, he was back to his old, miserable self. All right, his father said, you've made your choice. And when the family got home, the little boy marched to his room to begin his sentence. He could hear the squeals and laughter through his bedroom window and could only imagine the soothing cold of the ice cream. However, just barely into his 30-minute time out, his bedroom door opened and his father walked in. Without saying a word, he walked over to the boy's bed and sat down. Finally, he said, you can go. But what about my punishment? The boy asked. The father answered, you're right. The rule was broken and the punishment must be paid. But it breaks my heart to think of you sitting in your hot room while everyone else is enjoying themselves. So I will take your punishment. You go outside and I'll stay here in your room. As the boy walked to the open door, he turned around and said, Why are you doing this? The answer was simple. The father replied, I'm doing this because I love you. And it's the same with us. We can't fathom why Jesus would take our deserved punishment, take our place on the cross. It seems imponderable. Yet, just as Paul reminds us, God is rich in mercy. Scratch your head and try as you might to reason it out. The bottom line is this. Jesus took your punishment simply because 
Elohim loves you. Taking you on a journey through the New Testament, this has been Sincerely Yours with Ann Maines, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Subscribe to our podcast and join us on social media. All the details are at faithstrongtoday.com.